time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. You like that start, oh, Patty? Well, you remembered your name and yeah. how to say it. Yeah, it was a it was prior good. episode uh, really where that. I forgot my name. It happens. Farvar. You know, if you see that I did a, a jam, jam, what is that show called on WCIU? I had to, the jam. The jam. Yes. Mm-hmm. I did uh, my show on there once. And in one of the segments, it's live. And so they gave me things to read. And I go, I'm Paul Farvar. Oh, no. And then. Jordan, the the old host, like calls me out and he's like, "What was your name?" Like, and it's a funny moment, but uh, I gotta figure out how to edit that out. How do you say it with linguistically? How would you say it? Farvar, but the way that they wrote it was like it was just like Anchorman, where it's like, "Why am I? I know my fucking name. I don't need to read, read this it. part." But uh, I just wasn't used to reading. What would have cards. happened if it said uh, "I am" and then yeah, insert your name read, here? You'd read, insert put, my name here. Yes. I would have put. I would have read anything because I was so nervous. Um, because my first time doing that sh- and last time doing that show, so we'll see. Or the doing the singles only live. Anyway, I but digress. now we're doing now we're doing singles only here. We are doing it here. It's a blessing that maybe I don't use cue cards on a podcast. I don't think I've ever heard you were, use the word blessing. Blessing, kind of cute. Yeah, I say bless you when people sneeze. Is yeah, that but count? Not, not the blessing sounds like you know, like you got religious during the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely didn't get religious. Okay. I, I, I did. I should grateful. say that. Grateful. Yeah, grateful. I was very grateful. And I also was, uh, I did make a lot of prayers when I was waiting for some results um, from, a, from a health scare I had. And those all worked out. So I have, maybe I'm going to incorporate blessings. Count yeah. my blessings. Oh, did I go. use that term yeah. right, Patty? I want, you to, I want you to text me. I'm counting my blessings now. <sighs> Thank you. Baby steps. We'll see. Or just read Goodnight Moon to yourself. <laughs> All right. Well, Patty, I appreciate you being back (laughs) as the voice of reason. Maybe I don't appreciate it (laughs) at this point. Maybe I'm done with the uh, the blessings of of you being here. Okay, how's that? We have a a great guest on tonight. Yes, Uh, we do. um, She's a Pilates wellness studio owner uh, and a health coach, Katie Tomaszewski. Did I say that right? You nailed it. God, I'm so good. So, Katie. You are single. I am single. How is that possible? Tell us why this point in your journey, you're single. Well, you know, COVID is not super uh, helpful. Well, you were single before <laughs> COVID. I actually was in a relationship. So okay. um, I, I, uh, I don't know if I'd even call it a relationship. It was, it was a two month thing. It was long distance, but I guess that counts as a 38 year old person. You book, spend two does. months with somebody. That's pretty far. I mean, pre COVID, two months is, is, yeah, it's a relationship. Right. <laughs> two months during COVID is like five years. Well, and we had known each other for, when I was 18. Um, I lived in Maine and we worked together and had dated a little then. And then we reconnected on Facebook. And um, I spent a week with him in the Dominican Republic. And then he was here for a week. And then I was supposed to go to Maine. And COVID started picking up. And my daughter's school was shutting down. And I honestly thought it was going to be like a two-week thing. So I was like... You thought COVID-19... When it first came out. You know, when it first came out. I was like, okay. Well, I thought the shutdown was only going to be two. And then they were going to be like, oh, we'll we'll work out a system. Yeah. And I saw a really great business opportunity because I do my classes online. And whenever there's a disaster that things close down for, I'm like, I better pop up some classes because it's great. And um, I was like, I really, I got to, you know, shorten the trip or maybe push it back a few weeks. And then, you know, here we are. And through that process, we did not make it. (laughs) Why is that? Why didn't Um, you make it? I don't want to say he's a sociopath. I just think he's got a lot of pain. (laughs) 
I don't want to say it. Pain. I think it, but I don't yeah, you know, say it. it was one of those things where I think like sometimes the older you get, um, you you know, we didn't have uh, we we kind of fell really fast because like, we'd known each other before. So. Wow, are you guys the same age, roughly? Yeah, he's maybe like five years older than okay. me or something. Um, but we were like saying "I love you" on day two, kind of thing. Ugh. So that's always a good sign. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then I realized when like I I kind of do this thing where, and it's one of the reasons I'm single because I'm such a feminist and I'm so aware of like having self-respect and all these things, but then I'm attracted to relationships where I become completely subservient. And then like all of a sudden I wake up and I'm like, I fucking hate you. And you don't even know him or you, yourself. Oh, are um, you in both. the mirror? It's, this? A, it's okay. mutual. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. Good question. Well, and I wonder, so let me ask you this. So uh, observing that when you, in relationships, yeah. do you think that sometimes because you are so in control and proud that be feeling subservient like relieve some of that pressure of having to be strong uh yeah you know i would love to be in a relationship where i did feel that i was supported like that i have that like idealist view of like what marriage is like or something which i know is not always the case but you know it's like yeah we got you you know i'm always looking out for you and all that kind of thing which can happen and, and also cannot happen but um I think that what happens is that I um, just go into like some old programming and there's self-worth stuff there mm. of just like I have to provide something to this relationship because I'm the female and and you're the dominant, um, you know, I, I don't want to. Sociopath. Wanna, right. <laughs> And so it's something like I just think it takes practice. So you can like read all the memes and do the self-help book and go to therapy. But like how often do you date people? Like if I since I dated him and I like fell in love with him, I need time. Wait, you, that. you <laughs> fell in love with him? Oh, I was full blown in love. Like I was like, this is so when you happen. said you love you guys said you love who said it first? He did. OK, so at that point you were in love, you thought. Yeah. And you still think you were now that you're in hindsight, you have the benefit of looking back and say, oh, I think that I, um, yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Uh -huh. Well, let me ask you this. Um, you said he was, a, so why was it that you guys didn't make it? Those are the words you used. Yeah. Is it because he wanted to see you and you were busy or? No, it other? wasn't even like that. Like, like, okay. So. I sort of started saying this, but, you know, he came, he had some past pain that he had not healed from and was in like complete denial. And it was like wounds that were bloody everywhere. And I found that when I realized, because I went, uh-oh, Katie, because I was like noticing, like, why am I feeling anxious? And and I do this, um, I don't drink really. I'm not like a sober counting the days person, but I used to drink a bunch and then I stopped. Yeah, and same. And then I, I, don't, I just don't drink at all. That's one of the part of my business is I teach people how to not drink. But um, I noticed myself drinking around him and I've dated other people. And I'm like, why am I drinking? Like he's not forcing me to or anything. Was you know? he a heavy drinker? Heavy drinker. Okay. So that was also like, ugh. I thought maybe it'll change or something, but he was definitely a heavy drinker. Um, and so I realized at some point that I made the connection because something was amiss because I was drinking that I had like broken up with myself. I was like, Oh, Katie, you did that thing where you pushed your own self aside completely. 
And so I just went, all right. So I just have to like put myself first, go back to normal town. And like as soon as I started like having small moments of like, hey, I have a need or hi, I've got this business opportunity. I have to push the trip back a, a week. It was like all kinds of really aggressive right. behavior like that had nothing to do with me. It was like old wounds that just vomited, you know, like trigger, trigger, trigger. So I just so he wasn't supporting these things that you like these opportunities that you had based on the situations. Yeah, it just it just he just got real nasty. Affected your personal growth is what we say on the singles only podcast yeah. or mental health. It sounds like yeah. Too. Yeah, it was abusive, but I did definitely like not hang out with it. Like I just, I mean, I was very conscious like of how careful I was to not be participating in the game and it just kept going and I was like, damn it, I really wanted to make this one work. But then, you know, you just got to make a call at some point. How was the, how long was the longest relationship you've had as an adult or in your thirties? Um, in my 30s, I would say uh, under a year. Okay. I was with somebody for five years who's my daughter's father. And then since that, I've been trying to fix myself. How long, wait. <laughs> okay, so you were with someone for five years when you were in your 20s then? Yeah, we met when I was like 23 or okay. so. And we divorced when I was like 28. You were married. We got married for a very short period after the baby was born. Okay. Yeah. That, it was like a major wet band-aid. Did not stick at all. <laughs> okay. Um, but we tried really hard. <laughs> is he still in your life because yes. of the child? Okay. Yeah, and that's yeah. you guys on the same page in that in regard? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're fine. He lives in Chicago as well. He's, my daughter's actually with him now on vacation and. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So that helps the stress of, uh, raising a kid. Yeah. You know, there's extra stress when you're figuring it, you know, now we're 10 years into this. So now we've got some ground rules, but there were some rockier periods for sure. Okay. Are you, uh. <laughs> Do you want to get remarried and have kids? Is that something that's on your timeline? It's not on my agenda, but I do know when I fall in love with somebody that that thought crosses my mind because I think I still have eggs. Okay. So it happened. Oh, you definitely do. You know? Just, yeah. But I'm not sitting here like, shit, I gotta have a baby. But you already had a kid though too, yeah. so that's a good thing that, you know, you, you can... Which makes yeah. her appealing to successful older men. <laughs> Myself included. Is that appealing? There's yeah. A, I, yeah. Okay. Is, is, I only... I tried. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. What were we going to no, say? No, that they... Uh, that Paul has said in the past that women of a certain age without any children are scary because they have that. I didn't use the word scary. It's not even implied. It's implied. It's inferred. And I believe it was also flat out stated, but go ahead. I think, I don't, I don't think they were scary. I just think I don't want to waste their time if they're on a, on a timetable. You hope to, they're up front. Yeah. Like if they say they don't want to have kids or they're like, I'm maybe one day it's like, well, you're going to be wasting your time because yeah. I am this relationship's not going to go anywhere. Um, so it's more of a, uh, self-deprecating. Paul is a good uncle and stepfather material. Yes. I'm a really good at those things. That's how I'm with dogs. I'm like, I freaking love dogs, <laughs> but like, I don't want one in my house. Fair enough. <laughs> the walking, uh, yeah, the taking care. Yeah. Listen, you know, I'm a lawyer. I talk about it often, but when I have legal questions, or I have legal issues that I'm facing, I go to my friend, Scott Shapiro. So if you've been injured on the job, um, need compensation, you might be entitled to money that you don't even know about. And that holds true for workers' compensation, personal injury, all that stuff. Um, my friend, Scott Shapiro, has been helping injured workers and doing entertainment law for almost 20 years now. 
You need to contact him, 312-648-8800, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. He is legitimately one of the best people and best lawyers I know. Um, If you call him, you tell him Singles Only sent you or I sent you, it's a free consultation. Granted, it's a free consultation anyway, probably, but boom, just just throw my name so I can uh, stay in business here. Um, He is a full-service law firm in addition to workers' compensation cases, work injuries. He handles litigation. He handles all your legal needs for entertainment law. So those of you who are entertainers out there have legal questions. He's your guy. Again, free consultation. Don't take a chance and not get a lawyer. 312-648-8800 or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. So the situation with this guy, you met, you guys met when you were 18. So yeah. that's different. Uh, where, uh, what other places are you meeting guys uh, for your relationships? Oh, what was I doing before that? Because obviously like, Assuming since COVID, just I've just been like yeah. business mode, transitioning my life in that way. And like, homeschooling my kid and all these things I never thought were going to be a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that it's been enough time that I've kind of healed, I don't know. I, I don't see myself going on the apps anytime soon. I was using Hinge before. Yeah, I did, I like, I did like I did like the Hinge vibe. I like how it's kind of like a mini website. And, I um, like it too, yeah. Uh, I've done, you know, I'm kind of like, I'll go on binges with an online dating period of time and I'll go on like four dates and then I usually date somebody in some capacity. Four separate dates? Yeah, like I'll meet four people or something. All on the same day? Yeah. Really? <laughs> no, no, no. It's efficient. No, I am so slow. Like I really just cannot multitask date. It's just not something I can do. So I, I, I'm okay with like being single because I know I'm not willing to like go hard. Mm-hmm. I would rather just if I meet somebody online, that's cool, but I'm not going to like robo date. I've done that game. It is not robo date. Yeah. What's that? You know, like um, just get date, get date, get date, get date and keep going until you it's like a, you num- like bring it's a, like a numbers game. You bring like a check, like a like a book. What do you call it? Those clipboard. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, and I just get my like 10 deal breaker things like right out of the bat and then like next and I and I have done that and I thought that's how actually it did work when online dating came out. I was like, this is going to be great. You just like it's like Amazon. You just pick the one you want and then it will work out. Free yeah. delivery yeah. and you wake up one morning and there's a yeah. smile on your porch. Well, I think that with Hinge too, especially like you can go there's a lot of the small shit that you get to take take care of. Like up top, it's that you answer all the questions like, do you want to have kids or what's your political, you know, all that stuff. So there's no surprises. So I think it's a good thing. On the other apps, I don't think they have that. Although someone just said that on Bumble that you can do that, too. So, well, somebody told me that you've got to put some skin in the game, that doing all these like junk apps, you're going to get junk dates and and junk outcomes. And I was like, and if you're not paying, you know, it's like an energy exchange. So she told me to do coffee meets bagel. And I had just done my profile and just paid my like $150 for three months or something. And then I like two days later hooked up with this guy. So I thought that was interesting though. It hooked was like- up with the 18, the, the guy that the, you guys met yeah, when you were 18. that yeah. guy. Um, and I just thought it was interesting just from like an energetics perspective that although I didn't get somebody through Coffee Meets Bagel because got I something. put that skin in the yeah. game- Something came oh, back. Oh, for sure. There's so definitely a connection there. Whenever I do it again, I will go a paid route. 
I'm just, I think I'm, well, you can, I think I've grown up for not enough for that now. You can pay uh, <laughs> on those apps to get like a expedited situation. So you can be like, I think on Hinge, you can be like, okay, or Bumble, I know you pay and you can see who are the people that checked you off. So you can just go through that list instead of a hundred, you're down to like 30 or whatever. And then you can choose between them. But well, you don't pay as much. I don't know what you pay. Here's my deal. Here's my deal is that I want the other person to, to be have skin in, in the game. Yeah. Like you're showing up like I paid some money, you know, and it's not a matter. I'm not trying to like um, I'm not financially motivated in the guys that I date. But like I just I shows a level of commitment. They're not just that. playing around. Yeah. Like but then actually, it could also mean that they're they're desperate, too. That's true. It actually, none of it matters. It's a shit show no matter yeah. what. <laughs> but Everything I'll try something really, new. Yeah. You just got to mix it up. Sure. I think I do think that if there's if people put skin in the game, that you're yeah. going to have more, especially if you're looking for a serious relationship, you're going to find it. Whereas myself included, I go on those apps, you know, when I'm bored. I mean, literally the only times I'm on those apps was when I, when comedy existed before you go on stage, you're just <laughs> going through that shit. Or now... I was doing it late at night before I went to bed, but I go to bed at like four or five and then I realized that that was freaking people out. So then I just don't do, like, I don't do it anymore cause I don't have that time frame where I'm just like sitting around unless you're like in the bathroom, I guess. But yeah, you know, it's, um, I think that with everything changing in the world, I'm hoping in human life, people interact more and that opportunity comes back. That option comes back of just like meeting people in the world. Organically? Yeah. It's going to be a bit. I mean, do you think it's possible? I don't know. Well, I think that it's, it's, (sighs) it's a good thing that these platforms existed before the shelter in place Mm -hmm. and the pandemic, because at least there's that outlet. I don't know what the next, you know, year two years is going to bring i also think guys um and what quality of human beings you're going to have that you can meet randomly. organically right yeah i also true. think that go- a lot of people sorry <laughs> in the generation below yours uh men have been they're just trained not to just approach people anymore right i think it's it's offensive it's uh um predatory it's predatory yeah. and it's also um, invading people's personal space um, for a lot of people. And and that's a, a line a lot of people aren't going to be willing to take, not just because of COVID, but just because of the environment of, of pe- men being afraid of being perceived as predatory or whatever. I, I mean, shit, that's, I've talked about it on the podcast before, that's how I met all my ex-girlfriends was approaching at a bar and saying something stupid. But... The last few times I ever tried to talk to someone uh, about that, I just felt like so like I had literally ruined their nights. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then I like was trying to walk away, walk away from that. So I don't know if that's going to happen as much. Yeah. Well, I think that women have to let go of the gender norms and approach and be brave. Yes. And that would help. But well, I think we men would just, like that. Yeah. I think so, too. But it's scary. And, you know, and there's it and, is scary and, and you are told for like, women you need the man to it's like primal like the man has to like hunt for you and if you initiate it it can be a little harder to come back from that in person i think it's different but like online for sure like the guy has to initiate everything plan everything well bumble the woman goes first on that app yeah i don't and i don't dig that why is that because um it's uh i feel like with such limited like uh, context to get to know somebody and to know if they're interested or know if they're serious that 
you do kind of have to allow the man to chase you a little bit in this form on the online form there's there's an element of the chase that i think is really required and and the woman has to sort of be less online. available online but i i would agree in person that like maybe like i would have to be brave and talk to a guy i was interested in that's not something i'm capable of so here we so are so how are you gonna how are you going <laughs> so do you see that there's like a a problem here because yeah how are you going to meet people? So, exactly. So when when you say that in person, you're not there yet where you can approach a guy or pursue them. And this is the same thing I tell people in comedy when they're worried about dying on stage. What do you think is the worst thing that could happen? You know, I think that I've like worked so hard on fear in my life in so many departments. And that is like the final frontier to like that I should just do it for the thrill, to be honest, because I have found so many things that I've it's like it's literally like drugs you know you're like oh my god even if it's bad what what bad could be is him say oh i'm in a relationship or i'm not interested you know right and then which never is gonna happen but but then that's I my other fear what if and that's some maybe some back trauma from maybe some jerky guys i've i've been involved with but like what if because i'm offering it like they're just gonna take it no matter what their relationship status well, is no that's i'm just <laughs> saying i think that then like three you know after you guys have a conversation yeah. he might bring up oh i'm married or whatever but yeah. that's not that fear factor shouldn't play a role because you didn't do anything what's the worst that happens is you just spent time talking to a guy you might have learned something about the city you're in or whatever True. but you also learned that he's married yeah and he yeah. was yeah so the fear factor i think is is different you know right because growing up the fear factor was rejection as a as a younger guy because i was i was an insecure kid now it's a fear factor of oh shit like i don't want to be interpreted as being predatory or right. offensive i don't want to totally. offend someone the reason i ask is because i so i'm married to the man i asked out Right. So, and, and what I realized when I, when I, so this is back when we had answering machines. I've been with him for 25 years. So this is a long time. But, um, what I realized and the reason I called him is like, I felt like longing for him was more painful than just getting it, not, not getting it over with, but just per, like I'd had too Get many crushes, right. I'd had too many crushes or, you know, where I, like something didn't happen or things got twisted along the way or, you know, yeah. so I just felt like I should just ask him out and have you guys if you never did that he says he would have eventually but i was leaving not too long after that for a road trip with my mom and i and he wasn't like a big date he didn't date a lot mm -hmm. so i don't he says he would have opportunity could have been lost but but i also and so it's not fair i guess but but i also know that it was and it had it got had it gone badly i that's not fair either i don't know how i would have felt but I did it a few times, and and for the most part, it felt better than wishing I had, yeah, or just letting something go. Yeah, you know, I used to have more balls when I drank, for sure. You know, my daughter would go like out with her, her dad for the weekend, and it was like I will, but like meet a guy, like it will be a goal and it will be achieved, and I was like very like determined that was in my robo dating days i was like trying to just beat the odds here and then i think i just kind of went like there's a level of uh not caring i guess <laughs> what's well, happened like i'm like eh, if a magical being comes into my presence and we connect then like great but if not like 
Well, and, and it's not. And the other thing that's not fair is that it's different than what Paul's talking about, which is approaching. He would approach women at bars. That he would see. Have you had a situation where or there was somebody or hotels or lobbies? They're walking down or Lincoln streets. Avenue. Yeah. For those of you new to the podcast, uh, you need to know that I'm a huge reader. I love biographies and nonfiction. Something I do. Uh, and one of my favorite books of recent time is Perfect Pain by Param Parastron. It's a friend of mine who wrote it. It's just a perfect story of how everything appears to be perfect, but in reality, there was a lot of demons in someone's life, and this book talks about how, through therapy, Param Parastron overcame all his uh, his fears, his pain, his problems, through therapy and uh, and came up on top on the other side. Um, it's a great book. It's a great journey. I highly recommend it. Um, you can get it at uh, Amazon. Actually, he reduced the price recently. So um, if you are on Amazon.com, go buy it. But here's what I'm going to do for our listeners or watchers, if you're on YouTube. Um, if you review the podcast, Singles Only, on, on iTunes or wherever you listen, send it to me at pfarvar at gmail.com. I will send you a free copy of the book, Perfect Pain. It's a $20 value. It's a memoir by Param Parastron. That's how confident I am that you'll love it. Um, and if you do love it, um, tell people, review it. If you've read it already, review it, please. We want to get the word out on this great book. Um, I don't know what else I can do. It's just such an amazing journey. Um, it makes you it gives you hope. It's uh, something we all need right now. Perfect Pain by Param Parastron. Please check it out, perfectpain.com, or message me for your free copy. But have you? has there been a moment that you th- that has passed you by? Um, no, and I will so say, I, I, definitely have, I definitely have approached a guy. It's not that I've never done it. Um, what did you do? Mm. Or the last time you did it, I should, or that you remember? <sighs> I don't know that I can remember one. Okay, but that's I fine. but I'm sure that it has happened. Like I know that I've definitely been like, ah, I do, oh, I do remember one. I do. Okay, it wasn't that long ago. And it was a guy and we talked a bunch and he was like totally giving me the vibes that he was he was super into it. And Where was this? This was at the Pilates studio. Oh, oh. And literally all the other teachers were like, he's into it. Like, oh my god, <laughs> the way like the body language, the this, the that. And I was like, oh my god, okay, like I should have you know, initiate contact with him. And then we're talking online and then, find, you know, and if he's not asking me out, I'm like late, you know, trying to set this stage. Like, I'm not doing anything Friday between seven and yeah. 10 and I don't have a daughter that night. Yeah. And so finally then I was just like, Hey, we should just hang, you know, like we should hang around out. the bush. Let's hang, let's hang out. I like, I think it'd be fun to get to know each other. And he was like, Oh, well, I mean, I, I really like you being my Pilates teacher. I hope we can still be friends. Oh, and I was like, oh, fuck. But you know what? I didn't. It really was fine. And I was actually like happy that I that I broke through yeah. that channel. And he still stayed there? Yeah. So and, that's and, good. He's, and he still has come to my classes. And it's that's like a, a weird no big dynamic deal. too, though, like a teacher, uh, Pilates teacher. I've dated, too. A couple, I, I've dated a couple people. Your students? Yeah. Yeah. And how did that work out? Well, you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter where they come from. Right. <laughs> um, no. Nothing ended badly. It just ended. No, I don't really have bad ends. I was headed this last one, which was just like such a doozy. Well, that's a lie. I've had bad ends. <laughs> okay. Well, what was the last one? What, how did that end? 
Um, the one that the was doozy. living in Maine. That uh, so it just ended with me. The sociopath. Yeah. It no, just, no, no. I'm talking about the. You said that was a. Do- oh, you were talking about that he one. He is the last doozy. Oh. Um, but before that, doozy. <laughs> um, I tend to I think like I interpreted that word wrong. I like to leave a relationship like before it's nasty. So like when I see things that aren't going well, and we have like a conflict, and I'm just like seeing the red flags. I try to be really clear and calm and open because my hope is always. That I'm going to inspire them by this breakup that they're going to go get therapy and do all this personal work. And like two or three years down the road, they're going to reach out to me Thank and then you. we're going to get back together. Yeah. Oh, they're going to get back together. <laughs> we'll, yeah. Cause everything will, right. fixed. Yes, exactly. What I can't fix. I used to be a fixer. And I've learned that is not my like, stay out of that lane girl, but they could go on their own and maybe come back to me. Date someone else that can fix them and then come yeah. back. Exactly. <laughs> well, what about the, let me ask you about the situations where you had, students that you've gone out with or not students but people yeah, that went students. to your okay has that ended those haven't ended poorly how did those end those ones where you still had to have contact with them in your studio well one guy we had a we had a rough breakup and i like he was not welcome back to the studio okay um and then did and- he start the initiate Asking you out and everything too. We had been friends, and okay. he was my client. Like he wasn't just like a, in the classes; he was a client of mine, and so it was kind of like a long time building. And then it was a real bad situation. Okay. Um. And uh. And some shit went down. And I was just like, "You're just gonna have to not come back." Ever. Oh wow. Okay. I, I'd actually like if you just stopped doing Pilates in the city of Chicago. Thanks. <laughs> Can you do that? I mean, I got Can a lot you of call all the kidding. Pilates. It'd be like, "Hey, Bob Pilates." No, I don't know. no, no, I can't. I can't do that. But um, <laughs> Pilates is in plus, for him. I, no matter what, I would never want to take that from somebody. It's too good. Okay. <laughs> but um, but and another guy I dated, it was fine. Like actually, he was going through a divorce, and he's a great guy. But it was too fresh. It was just too fresh. His relationship ending. Yeah, and we've stayed friends. Actually, like we're not close friends, but we communicate. To throw a text Just every once in a while. No physical. No, we're both into the same. Like we see the same spiritual um, healers. Yeah, okay. and so we'll like connect about that. We've been in a sweat lodge together a time or two, so like that kind of stuff. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> sweat lodge. Uh huh. Tell us more. That's yeah. also bedroom. Um, yeah, yeah. I know. Wait, that I gotta that like you're... really clarify what a sweat lodge is here. <laughs> Sweat lodge. Where does you guys know what that sweat is, lodge right? in Chicago? I don't even know. You gotta oh, know somebody. Sweat lodge. It's like the, uh, yeah, they've, it's, they've got them in the it's back. It's like of drugs. S- you can't just walk around asking for it. You gotta like work your way into that scene. It's usually around uh, <laughs> two or three in the morning. Sometimes the back of a cab. It's like Harry Potter, like the train platform. Trampolines. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, well, what? Um, to run at the wall full speed. I'm sorry. What are the What are the things that you've learned from these relationships that you're like, okay, now I know to avoid sociopaths or or guys who are too fresh on that what is the thing that you're like okay now this is a deal breaker for me when you see them in real life or uh or on on the dating apps or um i think that i a deal breaker for me is is not so much like there's no like item action item i could name but it's more about like when my body tells me something is a mess listen like if i start feeling anxious and then i approach that situation and it's not resolved then and i do that again and again like my body is aware of what's up you know what like, is it, how do you tell the difference between and and people have said that on on the pirates before how can you tell when that anxious or that anxiety is is not a positive where your body's not being like oh i've got butter for lack of a better word butterflies around this person 
It's um, a different. So that's an interesting point because I've actually that to me is something that I I'm not interested in finding that boom butterfly person anymore that i have learned is like a little bit of maybe a red flag if it's like really? if i'm saying i love you on date two i need to slow, well, yeah. i need to question what's happening there's a trauma bond in there i think that's trauma safe <laughs> i think that safe feeling safe is a good sensation right there's an anxiety there you don't have butterflies you don't have anxiety either way and just feeling like okay i can just be myself and I'm not, I don't feel like I'm overcompensating. I don't have to behave a certain way. I can just feel safe. Doesn't mean like I'm in danger, but like, just I understand comfort- comfortable. comfortable. Yeah. yeah. I just, I'm not, I, I used to love that wacky, you know, chasing, confusing, charismatic you psychopath. Like oh, I mean, I didn't mean to like it, but I just was drawn to it. And then like, sure. the more I learned, it that's, was like, that's my brand. Like it's supposed to start out a little more for lack of a better term, like, like not supposed to, but it can start out a little more boring. Okay. It can start out sweet. Right? And slow. And so to me, I'm like, if I'm getting these like manic feelings, I'm not, I'm not really looking for that that thing like that. If I want to get in a relationship with somebody, like I'm starting to learn. And when you ask, like, how can you tell if it's excitement or anxiety? Practice. Right. <laughs> so I'm starting to figure that well, out. Well, there's also something well, be dread. said. You have to recognize dread. <laughs> well, here's something really that's... really important. Oh, God, yeah. The, the thing, if you think about any relationship that starts with anxiety or whether it's butterflies or everything like that, ends, in my experience, when it gets to that comfort level and boredom, for yeah. lack of a better word, right? The drug when is I, wearing off. When I think of my happiest relationships, they ended when it became where we're just two friends that sleep together, which for some people that's a good thing. But if the thing that brought you into the relationship was that drug or that butterfly, isn't that also what ends up killing the relationship? Yes. I think yeah. so. So yeah, maybe I, you're right to listen to I just think that fuck it's a all long, energies that you're like butterflies or whatever. I think that sustainability is what we're looking for. You know, if I want to be with somebody long term, like a best friend, which is what I consider, like sure. you're going to come, you're coming in as a best friend. You're not coming in as a special conditions person. That's like, but well, I just act this way or we have these rules together and it's a little different than how I would be with my friends. Like you're coming in best friend mode, but that's not going to be the person that you uh, rage out with at work. You know, that's a different kind of vibe that you get all silly and crazy with that person that you're super intense with at Mm -hmm. work. Like that's not the person you're going to come home to and like spend a lot of time with. And like, I'm a peaceful person. (laughs) I like, I want to chill. I want to like be able to have conversations and, and openness and of course sex and all the things. But like, um, I don't think that 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 manic drug thing is necessarily what I need in a relationship. However, what happens to me, like if I'm not in a relationship for a year, then somebody like that slips in. That was what happened last time. Like it was like a test. It was like, you really want that? Because we're just going to put well, this yeah, one. If, we'll put this sparkly guy right here. Yeah, let's if, see what you do. We want to go to the Dominican Republic <laughs> real quick. Yeah. If you like, uh, if it. you go too long without like physical contact, I think it does fuck up everything too. It's like, oh yeah, you have a sex camel ability is what we've said right. on the podcast where <laughs> your body is like, you get used to not having the physical uh, attention of another person. Your, your body just, it's like, fuck it. Let's see what's out there. 
Yeah, well, you let go of your of you, you let your go of inner, what you're waiting for because yeah. you think it's not going to happen. So you go, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I should be more relaxed about this or that um, thing that I know I've done ten times already, but it's been a long time, so I forgot <laughs> that I did that already. Well, you have to stay in practice, just like Pilates. You have yes, to. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll be, take that. Be flexible. <laughs> Don't you have <laughs> and be flexible? Can't you and have strong. like? Uh, do you have any situations where uh, one of your exes, where you can use your alumni card status and be like, "Hey, let's just go. Uh, let's go I to a sweat lodge." I do not do that. <laughs> Why is that? No. Um. I uh, when it's done, it's done. No. Um, or uh, I don't know a friend, like a friend with a benefit, where no, you have that. No. The resi- residual energy is too expensive. Exactly. What is that? residual energy is I understand that but then she said that you also said Katie that um the guy who slipped in is because it was been a year would that be a preventive measure to have someone like service it's like a service for a car in my you know 38 years of life I've definitely tried that option and I thought it could help as a as a hack Uh um (laughs) but uh did not. And, and again, I got to agree that it's um, it's an energy thing. And so for me, if I'm saying I want to I want to develop out of this stage that I'm that I live in this level, I want to up my level. Well, there's like tests involved. And so if I'm going, I can't wait. I need to just fuck somebody for mm-hmm. the hell of it for some perceived um, fulfillment, right up, whatever that's supposed to do for me to help me find somebody. But really what's going to happen is I'm going to get entangled with that person. Yep. And then I'm going to block the energy of something good coming in. So I, I'm all about being totally empty. Until, <laughs> until, until your cup is yeah, full. Yeah, so all of, my, all of my receptors are available for like the real thing and not getting like bogged down on something that I don't want. Makes sense. Huh. There's more than one way to skin it. Yeah. Well, I think part skin of it is also feeling is, is knowing that you're already complete without having to Thank take you. Yes. anything else on. Yes. I don't know the answer. I'm just, uh, <laughs> just trying well, to you, figure you out. You actually live that. You're complete. And it's nice to be able to have interesting people in your life and yeah. be physical with women. But you, at the end of the day, are complete. You don't need to have the rest of it. So, well, I've said before in my age, it's I like that my dick doesn't run my life anymore. So like, yeah, I can walk away from those situations that are trauma bonds or toxic situations and you don't and for you the physical the friends with benefits aren't to get you through a period it's like that's also it's nice. like a hang yeah, yeah. I, like well, i i also don't have guy friends like I, my friends are well they won't sleep with you yeah well that's no right. you're just hanging <laughs> out just happens sometimes yeah you know, i used to sleep with more friends i will say uh, again and i wasn't like a terrible drinker nobody ever gave me an intervention or anything mm-hmm. but it just it was easier to have that kind of stuff happen like you're just like hanging yeah. out with your buddy you're both single why not fuck you know but even when you're both sober too <laughs> well, that, that ends up happening too from that's what I've true learned. that's true but for me that was something that died with that transition in my life i was like oh that like and and you know what else died was like the anxiety of sex like i want sex when i love somebody or I'm really into them mm-hmm. like that brings the arousal but I'm not pawing around like I used to be when I was a drinker I, I just had higher anxiety and that came with with that came like purposeless horniness you know mm-hmm. and so purposeless um, I, I horniness would, I would have that urge to like go get laid more and that doesn't really um 
It doesn't happen. And why do you think it doesn't happen anymore? Because the anxiety is gone. Like from the the residual of, even though I wouldn't be like so hungover, I would, I would still be a little anxious. And when I'm anxious, I get a little manic. And when you're manic, what do you do? You know, like, you know, you over cleaning or like (laughs) texting people or whatever it is. So when I took the drug away and I didn't have any of the residual effects for the days after, even though it it wasn't really a hangover, but I I didn't think that was going to happen. That's not why I stopped drinking. I just needed to like get my business in order for a sure. while. But when that happened, I was like, wow, kind of like my dick doesn't run my life anymore. Like my anxiety didn't run my life anymore. All these things. I remember telling my therapist before, like I was like, I just wish I wouldn't ever be horny. Like I wish it was a drug <laughs> that like wouldn't turn make it me want to go out and sure. like sleep with people. And it turns out that it was actually just the removal of drug. <laughs> that did that for me. <laughs> and so not that like I'm not. Um, so alcohol would would make you purpose purposely horn purposeless horny purposeless yeah like just like you know (laughs) i gotta make out with somebody tonight like i'm i'm i've had it on my mind all day or it's been x amount of weeks or months like it must be achieved i don't care who it is you know it's just it's just gotta i gotta get this achievement in (laughs) it's an achievement well you know I've changed. Well, it growing, like learning. It's the, it's the visits to the sweat lodge. Yeah, that I mean that's what I've replaced it with now. I just sweat without. No, <laughs> well, it's you have the passion in your your uh, wellness studio. I think that that's something where that's a, something we said where your energy is focused on something you love, and it takes away from that. And for me, and for a lot of people, they have whatever their drive is. For me, it's comedy, and when I didn't have that. That's when, you know, you start doing this purposeless horniness shit that you're yeah. like, what the fuck is going on with your life? Because you need to fill a hole, for lack of a better word. <laughs> oh. I, I didn't okay. mean, it just ended it up happens, coming yeah. out. And, um, but we should get that in up Coming out, yeah. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Everyone I else, mean. that's that's what I, but I, I do think that that helps a lot. And and obviously alcohol taking that, that, that all makes sense to me. I get yeah. it. It makes sense. I hope. I hope this works out. On the, and I think you should do that coffee meets babel. I think you make a good point where the guys who are going to put some skin in the game aren't going to be wasting your time. And, and uh, you're going to, and even if maybe you just end up paying for it again and then something, some shit pops up again. And that's where I'm kind of going, am I ready to like do it again? Like, am I, do I want to pay that money again and just see what pops into my life, regardless if it's through the app or not? Yeah, right. Um, I think I think on anything you do, even even if you like what you say about skin in the game, but I think with the other apps too, you could you could kind of start figuring it out when you start just going through there, like which guys are by what they say and what they do and what pictures they're showing. Like they're showing you what happens, and uh, and if I think there's like that anxiety thing too, where you like you might look at a picture if you see some dude, I don't know, with a fish without a shirt on like you know they they show themselves catching oh yeah fish. yeah i was like thinking you're talking about fish the band and then oh I got yeah, well that saying. too oh, wow that's a fucking red flag if oh, i've ever is, seen one <laughs> we are out of time katie um thank you so much definitely want to hear more about uh um all the stuff that you said this is going to be uh it'll be interesting to, <laughs> to Paul, see what... empty cd rack behind you You're this early? thing yeah this thing? Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, I'm selling it on Facebook Marketplace as a decor instead. But Just a statue now. It yeah. may or may not have been it was a, CD a CD rack in one yeah. point in life, but I'm not answering any more questions about that. 
Katie, where can Very people wavy. find out more about uh, your wellness studio and, uh, and your health coaching and find you? Find me um, at Deep Line Health on Instagram, Deep Line Health. Um, I'm also at deeplinehealth.com. Um, I, if you're interested in, in talking about booze, I run a, a group called Drynamics. And there's also an Instagram. I just sort of branched off there out of my out of my deep line health and I have a dynamics Instagram now. So that's a great place. I'm always on Instagram. So. She says that she looks at my whiskey glass. Yeah. Saying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. No, it's all good. I, I'm not anti-booze. We didn't talk about that too. I'd love to hear about, uh, but we're out of time. But talking about dating when you don't drink too, that's a big thing we've talked that's about in the past. So yeah. thanks, Katie. Thanks, Patty. Thank uh, you for the whiskey. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Please subscribe and... See you later.